0: What's up, everybody? This is LibUX, a podcast about design and user experience for libraries and the higher ed web. I'm Michael. I'm Amanda. And we're here with our uh, podcasting superhero, Steve Thomas, to talk all about um, essentially uh, the process and the user experience and landscape of podcasting.
1: So as you can tell, I hope that worked like a charm. I heard it. <laughs> Did I, I heard it, and I love your theme music because I think I, I like mine, but mine's too long. So, <laughs> Well, I'm a,
0: so this is something that I wanted to talk about. First, Like, thank you so much for um, joining us, Steve. I think we've kind of been talking about this for um, a long time but i don't think the podcasters the library podcasters really cross the streams too often
1: no they don't i've i've had some people on as guest hosts and stuff and um but generally they're not the people who actually have their own podcasts so um yeah we we don't do too many crossovers
0: so steve is um among other things the host of circulating ideas which is i'm going to call it kind of an npr style interview show uh, <laughs> um, that, that's fair <laughs> Yeah and so and and it's um got quite a bit of success and what I think is interesting because it's part of this niche it's had a one or two successful monetization attempts uh, a, a, certainly a Kickstarter campaign and I know that you're currently on Patreon so what I wanted to do is invite you um onto our show where we talk about the intentional design of things media um, in terms of like creating a quality user experience, and as podcasting grows and swells and especially as big money gets into um, this landscape i'm interested in insight that you may have in um, certainly creating like a podcast that both seems to have high production value as well as high like content quality um, well edited well like smart people, interesting. People. And I think all of this coalesces to create something that's really quite special. On the flip side, you know, there are podcasts like what Amanda and I do, which increasingly we're trying to get away from being edited or edited at all, if only because it is such a time suck, but we want to be able to continue to do this consistently. So in our case, where consistency is sometimes an issue, we figure, well, maybe the consistency the like once a week every week is more important than the two or three hours of editing we've put into it in the
1: past
2: yeah so steve tell me why do you have circulating ideas
1: (laughs) Uh, well so way back so uh, i just passed my five-year mark doing it coming up on episode 100 here soon uh it's been (laughs) there and it's sort of that thing of when you up with an idea and nobody else is doing it, then it's kind of on you to do it. So I just kind of did that because I was kind of getting in po- into podcasts a lot at that time. Um, so I was listening to mostly the NPR shows back then and some of the um, Twitch shows from Leo Laporte. Um, like, so so you said you said NPR-ish, yeah, I mean, Fresh Air, Terry Gross, that was one of my um, sort of guiding stars on what I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to do Fresh Air for librarians, which is what I try to do, and I hope that it comes across that way. Um so that's really why I started it and um, just kind of started asking people that I wanted to be on, and because librarians are so nice that almost everybody says yes, so <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty easy to keep going, and the people who, I always say nobody's ever said no, but people have not responded before, so <laughs> <to> my request.
2: <laughs> I have seen that a time or two.
1: Oh, I should say, I'm sorry, Neil Gaiman did say no, I should say that, so. <laughs> his his assistant told me he did not have time to do such a thing. So. <laughs> you know, honorable attempt, though, but I believe that one of the ALAs, you actually had Corey Doctoral
0: on briefly, which um, he's my I, favorite I,
1: living author. And that, is, that, that one was really great because that one, um, and we'll talk about this sort of, I think when we talk about more monetization kind of stuff, that's really the only one that would hit what you would call normal, like what quote-unquote real advertisers would want to look at that one has my most, it's 20 something thousand downloads. And that's because he put it into, he has his own stream that he puts out a podcast stream of just a podcast that's he, that he's on. And so that picked up everybody that likes Cory Doctorow.
0: To dovetail into that, that's actually pretty interesting in that, like, you know, Cory Doctorow's creative philosophy is, you know, the, the artist's greatest enemy is obscurity. Right. So if you don't put yeah. it out there, it never gets out. So well, driven by this, um, most of his, I think most, if not all of his, um, uh, essays, his uh, his literature, his, his podcasts. He makes effort, and I, I'm curious if he actually talked to you about this or if he just did it. But he makes effort to essentially like negotiate Creative Commons licensing so that yeah. So in, in the end, like he appears on a bunch of podcasts and radio shows, and the and then he re-syndicates those episodes through his own podcast feed, which is super interesting. And I've sometimes wondered, it's like, oh, does he? um talk about this before is this yeah I,
1: i'm trying to remember now and I, I would have to go back and look at the emails that we had i don't believe we talked about it or we, we might have but i mean i do make mine creative commons
0: amanda did steve lag out on you a little bit
2: yes sorry i was just waiting to see if it would come back in when
1: you want the taste of a truly great beer can you hear me now Yes. Yeah, great. So did you get any of that Corey Doctorow story I told, or no? No. So when I wrote Corey, um, he personally responded to everything, and that was really cool, because just him personally taking that interest in it and responding to that, I expected to, to get an assistant like I did with Neil Gaiman, but he personally responded and said, yeah, I'd love to do that, and then his personal assistant then stepped in after that and helped do the scheduling and stuff, but it was really cool. I thought that he sort of lives his philosophy of um, exchanging information, and he no, I, I did not expect to have a personal email exchange with him.
2: Oh, that's amazing! I just want to say, my claim to fame is sometimes Garth Nix will say hello to me or respond oh. to, respond <laughs> respond to me like fangirling. But
1: cool, <laughs> that's it. I, I think that's the, that's my biggest download one, and then I think the biggest library role download one is probably you guys have talked to uh, Jason Griffey before. He's my biggest library person for download. So.
0: Yeah, Jason Griffey had a major uptick on our downloads as well when um, uh, plugged that, uh, his, the podcast he did several episodes ago about
1: voice user interfaces. The um... Yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I thought he was on recently, so yeah.
0: When you um, record, you have been, if I understand, uploading your MP3s to the Internet Archive.
1: Right, and basically I, I just can't, I've talked to the Internet Archive people and they assure me that those numbers mean actual people who have... At least started playing the audio before, so it means a download. Or if I, you know, I use the embedded player that they've got on my site. So if somebody clicks that button, that counts as a download and counts as that. So again, I don't know how accurate that is. I, I always say I think I, I think I know how many people listen, but I, <laughs> I could be. High or low, I haven't I really don't know. So
2: well, well that sounds like the uh Facebook versus YouTube numbers where I think Facebook counts a video as being watched if it's um is to three seconds, and YouTube is six seconds. So Facebook oh. artificially inflates its numbers for that reason.
0: But that's an interesting conundrum because we we as podcasters and, and no podcasters really have this uh, way other than file downloaded to track numbers. We have no idea if somebody drops out ten minutes in or twenty minutes in, or if these are all just bots, you know, querying the querying the file.
1: Right. I mean, it should be technically. You know, a download should count as something different, but yeah, you you never know. And I, I know they've they've had there's been talks now with some of the as podcasting gets more popular now, that people are having talks with Apple and things like that of trying to get that in there, because Apple wants to be I think very hands off and not do that kind of thing of tracking the data. You know, they're basically just a directory and not actually doing anything. But people like Google who are on their um, podcasting things than, like. Uh, Stitcher, you know, they actually take your file. I, I actually, I'm not sure if I want my um, podcast on their <laughs> on their services actually because they they take your downloads away from you basically, because they just download an episode and then they stream it from their servers, so you're missing Ryan, out on your download. I mean, I mean, it, they will give you the stats that they're getting now, but then you're having to combine stats and check different dashboards and
0: the other thing that stitcher will do and just if, like and, and just and also, like they're spotify...
1: also monetizing you so.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely so both spotify and stitcher will um essentially like insert ads before or after or if your podcast is long enough in between and these are ads that are your advertisers these are advertisers for stitcher so you're not seeing any kind of um windfall from that
1: yeah, I actually I actually did recently take my... I used to have it on Stitcher and I took the circulating ideas off of Stitcher actually recently because of, because of that and also because I looked at it and I had like five people listening through Stitcher and I was like, well, they can get over it. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I listen... I use Pocket Cast on my Android to, cap, to get these downloads.
1: I, I listen um, with uh, Overcast on iOS, so that's my podcast app of choice and... Uh, I used to I I used to just use the the podcast app on my phone so
0: so I wonder how you um you know given this kind of a uh, confusing information we get about w- whether or not our podcast is listened to I wonder like how what are your what are your metrics for success I'm sure you know there're there a lot of podcasters you know certainly we do it like we do it cuz we like to do it and we like to be part of the conversation but I'm sure there's a point where you know if, if Amanda and I Put time, I mean, Put the time that you put into it. Where if there's, um, if we didn't hit some kind of metric over and over, we might just uh, kind of bow out gracefully. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, the numbers keep generally are on an upward curve. I mean, it's not a steep curve at all, but I mean, there was there was a certain point a little while back. I think it was when I, I wrote an article for American Libraries that there was a a kind of a steep jump there, and then it kind of went back to its regular curvature. Um, and, that's, and that number has kind of stayed constant at that higher number. So that was a nice little bump there because I, I, my article that I wrote was about podcasting in libraries. <coughs> and it's, it, it was actually nice because they didn't allow me to actually talk about my own podcast in the article. <laughs> I had to talk about other people who do podcasts, and you guys were nice enough to talk to me for that. Um, but um Now I've lost track of what the question was. Metrics. Metrics. Um, Yeah, so I don't... I guess as long as it's kind of on that curve up, I'm happy with that. I don't really have specific numbers that I'm looking at. I look at... A lot of times they don't make any sense to me because I'll put somebody on the show that I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to get huge numbers. And then it's like average and it surprises me a lot of times which episodes are popular and which ones are not. Some of them are people that have like a lot of Twitter followers or a lot of Facebook followers or for whatever reason they're able to get the word out there. Like, I mean, Cory Doctorow is obviously a an outlier, but people like that sometimes who are popular within the library world or within whatever world I've gotten them from. I mean, it's it's generally librarians, of course, but I do sometimes have other people on just to, to spice it up a little bit, I guess, for me, I don't know if listeners actually like that when I get on people who aren't <laughs> librarians, but I think it's that that's part of it to me, that it helps me out um, to kind of think in a different way and have people on who are not librarians to talk about their experience with libraries and to have an outside perspective of how people in the real world are thinking of libraries or looking at libraries. So that that's part of, like you said, of staving off that, making you want to just kind of tie it all up and, <laughs> and go home. I do, you know, I'm... As we're recording this, I'm three episodes away from 100. I do look at 100 and say that's a nice big shiny round number where I could just stop and not do it anymore. But I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to. But uh, that's it's really tempting. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because, because, I, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to this in a second. But but the monetization part of it is, I mean, I do have some monetization I've done. I've a little bit even currently. But no, I mean, I'm not getting a lot of money for that. And, you know, it's all in my free time. It's all time taken away from family and time taken away from just even when I'm doing it. Because I, usually I record the shows when nobody's at home, and so that, that's fine. But I could be doing other things, obviously. And it, 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 it is hard to prioritize that sometimes, especially with, I mean, you, you guys have guests on sometimes, but a lot of times it's just the two of you. So that's a little easier to, you know, but every episode for me, I have to find somebody else and get a schedule with them, and that's so complicated, and that really takes up a lot of the time, is just scheduling. <laughs> and so that, that, that can get really frustrating sometimes, especially when I'm up against, because my buffer tends to be I'll have three or four episodes, and then I'll be, like, the next episode I have nothing coming, and it's a week out. And, like, I will say right now, this is a Tuesday. Next Tuesday there's supposed to be an episode out. I have no audio for that. <laughs> right now so a week out I have no idea what the audio is I don't have anybody planned I don't have anything I'm supposed to have somebody doing a guest host thing and so we'll we'll see how that works <laughs> <laughs> I'm trust I'm trusting them to get it to me and when they said they would get it to me so.
0: what still impresses me sometimes is the realization of even for a simple podcast just how much um, cost there is to it both real yeah. and um human, human hours, stress. Uh, So, you know, we, you know, we, we don't, we don't do a whole lot, but there's, you know, we, we do pay for like Libsyn. So we have like basically recurring monthly hosting costs and, you know, through our website, you know, so there's, there's kind of a baked in cost there. The cost for our our audio equipment, the cost Mm -hmm. in our time. You know, like one of the things that um, I, I love to quote is uh, um, someone once asked Amanda how long it takes to edit one of our podcasts, and she jokes that it's usually editing out my ums, which are, <laughs> you know, which I've come to embrace. I, I've all I've just about stopped trying to like overcompensate for that. But for a thirty-minute podcast, we try to keep ours down to 30 minutes, ideally just a little bit below our metrics suggest. At least the metrics through our website because you can. um, we have our own audio player on there and it's kind of interesting to see that uh, people bow out at about the 23-minute mark Hmm. if they don't bow out much before. So if they make it past like a certain time, then it's about 23 minutes, which seems to be the most that people can take for us. Maybe that's like the amount of a commute, right? Um, Right. But... Amanda will take about three hours for a, um, for just one of our regular kind of hostful podcasts. And I know that when Amanda's not available, it takes me a god awful time. And if something, you know, God forbid happens with, the audio in the case of um, one of my favorite podcasts that um, I did with uh, Cameron Cook and Brianna Marshall, um, their audio was purely through Google hangouts. And then I double ended on my end, but my voice was part of their um, recording. So I had to go through and edit all of me out at the time that I was actually talking to preserve my own stream. So there's, um, you know, one podcast maybe took like five to ten hours. <laughs> all things considered, during your several monetization attempts, was there any kind of like backlash whatsoever, and any kind of even just like offhanded like comments from the community saying like, "Hey, man, like, like, I don't want to pay for this," or
1: I don't think uh, I ever heard anything like that. I had a couple of complaints um, about other things, but nothing. Nothing was ever about. I think, oh, how dare you try to get this? How dare you try to get this money? So, I mean. So I'll just tell the listeners if they don't know, I did two kickstarters actually. I did one back in 2013, and that was to upgrade my equipment. I was just I was I was initially like on a snowball uh, blue snowball mic, and I upgraded to my current the Yeti that I use. Um, and I got some other stuff. What else did I get? Uh, an iPad Mini, so I could go out. I use that to my to record when I'm out at c- conferences and things like that. And then I used a little I used a little bit of all of the money that I raised to send myself to this Chicago ALA conference, so I could do interviews live there. Um, And then the second Kickstarter that I did was um, much more specifically project-based, that it was to do transcripts of the podcast, because I really wanted to do that, but I wanted to do it... I tried a couple of experiments with free stuff, like uploading it to YouTube and letting YouTube try to caption it, and that was taking so much work. And then me trying to... um, transcribe it myself. took so much time because I'm not a very good transcriber apparently. <laughs> I just can't do it fast enough. I mean, it took me so many hours just to do one episode. And I was like, I cannot. I just can't do that much. Um, I can't even, I guess, is the, is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I did that, and I actually I, I had a professional transcriptionist person come and um, transcribe them up to a certain point. Um, and both of those were supported. Um, the first Kickstarter was supported, I think, 150 percent, even so, pretty high. And then the other one sort of made it over the made it over the finish line, but it was sort of collapsing right at the end. <laughs> and it was like literally the last hour of the Kickstarter that it funded. So I don't know if people, if the, if for that transcript one, if people didn't think that they needed transcripts, or if they didn't, they got tired of me asking for money a second time. Or what the deal was, why it wasn't as quickly as supported, because it was actually the same. It was around the same amount that I was asking for, but it, the first ones, uh, I think, within 48 hours it funded, and then that last one, like I said, it took the entire 30 days of the campaign to get the money.
2: So I remember when the first one went out on Twitter, and it reminded me of <clears throat> Library Box when Jason did his, and I mean, uh-huh. hugely popular. Everybody oh, yeah. was tweeting about it. Like it was like a volleyball, like. At a graduation, everybody was yep. trying to keep it up in the air. <laughs> um, but I will say, I don't think I ever noticed the second one.
1: thats I, I don't know if I just didn't... That, that, it may, that That's part of it to me is like, well, was it on me that I didn't push it the same way? Or was it just not... Some of it I wonder if it wasn't as novel, too. And it was also... The first one was around the same time as Jason was doing his. And so maybe I got some... But I think... Did I do mine before he did his? I can't. We were doing them around the same time, so that, I think we might have fed off. I mean, his obviously was insanely popular. So I'm not. <laughs> I don't, don't want to say oh, I made his popular, um, but <laughs> I, I, I might have fed off of him a little bit on that. So I don't. I don't know what was going on with the second one. If I just didn't. It could have been just I, just I didn't publicize it well enough. So I don't know. <laughs> and then, um, so currently, then yeah, I have a Patreon now that um, I have. It's not hugely popular. I mean, I, I, I don't even push it super hard. I mean, I kind of have scheduled tweets to go out once every couple weeks or something to remind people of it or something. But And there's, I think, um, eight people, I think, backing it at close to around 20 something dollars a month. So, I mean, that's not nothing, and obviously I appreciate those people, and I appreciate the people who did the other ones too because I – not only the first one, because the first one really gave me the faith that people – believed in the podcast, and they wanted to support the podcast, and the second one, because I really believed that I really wanted to do transcripts, because I was really trying to, I was really in an accessibility mindset at mm-hmm. the time, especially, but I mean, I still am, but it's sort of, you know, I love podcasts, but obviously there, there are people who can't hear, and there are people who just don't like to hear, or don't, don't like to listen and learn in that way, so I wanted to have transcripts so people could actually read them, not only that, but find them better on the internet by searching because I put them on the website in plain text you know, so people can c- catch them in Google and mm-hmm. find them better. And so, um, I don't know, I mean, I, again, they, they both funded so I'm not, uh, but yeah, the, the second one did not catch on as much and yeah, if you didn't see that one, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it's also possible, I just, I guess, I'm currently burned out right now so I'm not paying <laughs> as much attention to things. Hey, Michael. Hey. We are at the very end of the podcast. So do you have any last comments or questions for Steve? I put you on the spot.
1: <laughs> all right. Good night, guys. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might have oh. talked to
0: you. I, I was just, just going to continue going with the flow. And you know we're going to keep all of this in here, right? Um, yep. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just happy with the conversation as it was going. So I just sort of uh, let my eyes just, like blur a little bit. <laughs>
2: Alright, so then I will finish this out with the question, Steve. The last one is
0: okay. Please.
2: Do you have like any like tips off the top of your head if people are interested in starting their own
1: podcast? Um the, there, a couple. Um so number one, I I think audio quality is very important. And I don't mean that it has to be doesn't actually have to sound like it should, can belong on NPR. I mean you don't have to buy a $5,000 microphone and have it connected through XLR cables and blah, 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 through a mixer and all that kind of stuff. I don't have a mixer on mine. I mean, I think it sounds good because I will, I have a good mic. So I think if you just invest, even in a Blue Snowball mic, I mean, that's around $50 on Amazon. It's not that much of an investment. Um, I think that's really important because if you hear really bad audio, a lot of people are just going to turn it off. So yes. It doesn't matter what you're saying. It doesn't matter how great your content is. People are not going to listen to grainy, staticky audio. Um and and we from what we were talking about before the double ender thing, I would love to do double enders every single time because the audio is so much better. Because um, if people don't know, it's because when you're sending things through Skype or through Google or just through the internet, that uh, the audio is getting compressed and then decompressed and compressed, and de- so it's it's degrading the quality every time you do that. But if you do double ender, you're getting the local. Um, recording from straight from your mouth into the microphone and then record it and smush together. I would love to do that every time, but I don't want to force my guests who don't necessarily who sometimes I have to convince to get a Skype account in the first place so mm-hmm. they're going to understand how to rec- record necessarily. Um, another tip, um, I had a good one. Oh, um, just to pick something that you're actually passionate about <laughs> because you have it, it's hard to keep going sometimes I mean I know you guys know that I know that I think a lot of podcasters know that the longer you go especially it gets hard sometimes but if you're passionate about it I think you'll keep finding your strength for it so I mean as much as I said here and I've said on Twitter sometimes before though I'm going to quit now because it's just getting too much that's just a temporary thing and I'm obviously not going to stop in 3 episodes and episode 101 will come out whenever <laughs> I am I am going to take a little bit of a hiatus so spoiler <laughs> But it's, it, but it's just you know it's it's. Um, I think if you don't have that passion for the subject like I have for libraries and I try to mix it up by having different kinds of librarians it always helps for me you guys with UX and all this kind of stuff I mean it's you have to really care about what you're talking about or you're going to get sick of it pretty quick.
2: I'd like to thank you very much.
1: Yeah thank you so oh, thank much you, thank, for, um, for
0: showing up yeah and thank you for being our guinea pig I'm kind of interested to uh to make make the make the no editing uh podcast happen um but like this might be this might be a blog this this, this i like i'm having some ideas and some observations um
1: and and I, I should say when i was um talking earlier about saying i have a guest host coming up who's late and people realize maybe a little bit later that you guys are guest hosting one. I'm not like subtweeting you guys while I'm talking I'm like it's you guys who aren't getting me the audio. No, you guys have a you guys have a few weeks left. Yes we do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to think that I was like trying to dig on you while we were talking. <laughs> you more digging on.
0: No, and let's uh let's let's round that up because we often um we love to plug the stuff that we're doing all the time because Amanda and I are shameless. And so an upcoming circulating ideas uh, Amanda and I are guest hosting and we will be interviewing someone very special I don't know if we're announcing that but um, But this is going to be pretty cool and like I'm I'm sort of ex- I'm excited for a lot I'm I'm excited for the interviewee because it's someone we've been um, hoping to speak with uh, in general um, I'm excited for um, a little bit of uh, the exposure there's a little bit of uh, nervousness you know I we're, we're going to do a little bit Um, more and producing something of quality Uh, of, uh, you know, like of, of that. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's going to be really fun. I'm uh, honored to, it's going to be great. You you,
1: you guys are great. The guest you've chosen is great. I tried to have her on before. We just couldn't work out scheduling wise. So I'm glad you guys worked it out with her.
0: Uh, Amanda's and my like lack of quality is charming in itself. So (laughs) like, we're going to like introduce your audience to podcast, Casting could be if, if, if they just did it like a garbage truck on fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to clean it up. All right. So I have to go. <laughs>
0: Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in to LibUX. As you know, our podcast, more or less, uh, show up uh, once a week, Mondays at midnight. Subscribe in your podcatcher of choice. We're still on Stitcher, but we're kind of thinking about pulling out because they monetize on top of us. Um, Join us for um, upcoming workshops at uh, LibUX.co. Great articles, awesome case studies by folks who aren't me or Amanda. Um, We have... um, uh, an academic paper uh, getting published there—that's not us. Like people are um, throwing things of real value onto that website. So please check it out. Give it your traffic. Give us um, a little bit of support. Follow at Circ Ideas on Twitter. Subscribe to Circulation Circulating Ideas in your podcatchers of choice. Make those MP3 download signals spike. Yes, please. <laughs> Great yeah, Scott! I have, I have Just as I did that with my um, with my uh, MacBook trackpad, I hit the back button <laughs> um, and I backed out of the Google Hangout.
2: Oh, cool! Oh, so we're nice. all set. <laughs> we're
0: we're all good. I uh, again, uh, this is your.
1: Oop, he's gone.
2: Yep. All right. <laughs> oh, but it still says that like we're online.
1: Yeah, no, you, you and I are still online, I think. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh there
1: he's back. I, back the, I hit the
0: back button twice because what I'm trying to do <laughs> hey, is. Hey, Michael,
2: our... it's still showing us online.
0: Yeah, we're totally online. Yeah, this is great. I'm signing I... out now. As your favorite garbage truck on fire, <laughs> this has been LibUX, a podcast about quality design. We will see you next week. Thank you so much. <laughs>